Hello and welcome to episode six. And I know it's episode six because I've written it down. Um, wow. Episode six of Badger Watch, um, the county cricket uh, podcast where we play cricket11.com and then discuss our results. It's been a low scoring week, I think, for everyone. Um, in no particular order, Hugh, how did you go this week? Poorly, back to the bottom. I don't like this game anymore. It's too much rain, can't score enough points, having to make too many transfers because there's too many buys. I'm grumpy. <laughs> Anyone in particular stand out or just a general low week? Uh, I had, I got good value out of my all-rounders. Jordan Thompson and Finn hudson Francis got 160, 170 points. Michael Nisa quickly becoming my new favourite Australian with 280. But uh, a late niggle for Ben Sanderson and Zach Chappell being rested left me with 10. Um, Wayne Madsen. Sorry? Zach Chappell, you mean? Of course. Uh, Wayne Madsen failed twice. Adam Life. If he didn't get a pair, he didn't get many. Um, and Dan Mosley, um didn't do much for Warwickshire. So, all in all, uh, an underwhelming week. Very good. Well, not very good. Unlucky. What about yourself, Howard? Uh, also fairly poor. Uh, my one saving grace was loading up on the Surrey Seamers. So, I went in with a three-pronged Surrey Seam attack of Atkinson, Abbott and Worrell, who each scored about 180 to 200 points i think so they they did well for me otherwise it was pretty slim picking slim pickings went a bit rogue with the captaincy george balderson who went wicketless through about 30 overs and got he did get 70 in the first innings but that didn't seem to translate into many points because he only scored 62 points overall right um so uh yeah the only other one that did anything of note was ollie robinson who seems to be uh a fairly steady performer. Yeah, very good. And actually, Ollie Robertson, we'll get on to the sort of bowling within the county championship, I think, a little bit later on in this episode. Um, oh, Ollie Robertson, the keeper. I've completely bugged that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> well done, me, Foxy. Um, anyway, that was a nice hint, everyone. We are going to get on to the bowlers. Only two, Ollie Robertson. Myself, I'll just quickly go through. I didn't have an outstanding one. Rishi Patel, two six one, um, and then Tom Price, James Sales, and probably Pajara coming top for me in the other sort of above one hundred and thirties. But Jeb, you were the biggest scorer, were you not this week out of all the badges? Apparently so. I thought it was still poor round, so not overly impressed with the scoring overall this year. Um, You've, actually, between the three of you, you've mentioned quite a few of my players anyway. I think that uh, Worrell was my top scorer. Uh, Abbas was my captain, but he had a poor round. He even dropped in value, so that shows you. I think oh, I got a bit trigger-happy on the um, on the trade, so I, I, I got Masood in just because he was one of my favourites last year. And... I just couldn't resist right, at, uh, right before the game started to actually get rid of Milan, same team, uh, and bring him in. And he didn't actually do a huge amount. If I kept Milan, I probably would have scored more points. So you it just shows you that my impatience didn't really pay off. But I was hoping for a lot of just, you know, every now and then you've got, you, you, you've got to get a bit lucky. Uh, it wasn't the case with him this week. So um, hopefully better after the next bye week for them, which will cause all sorts of issues. But 
Um, we'll just doing more trades in the, in the meantime. Um, we have, I think, Howard and Chevy both spoken about it, and we'll start with the Surrey Middlesex game because I think that's where that's probably. Worrell was probably your top scorer there, five wickets. I mean, what happened there? Were you guys following it closely, generally? Well, it, it basically took Surrey back to the top of the table. So it was a good game. Um, but other than that, uh, Howard actually went to, to watch him, uh, I think, a few hours uh, in person. Yeah, the first couple of days. Took me old mate Hugh down to see some proper cricket. He likes to likes to get out of Essex from time to time. The, it was a bit some, cold. It was a bit cold. <laughs> Under lights, funny first session for sorry. I think Middlesex managed to get to about 160 for one before being just over 200 all out. And Worrell looked the worst of the bowlers in the morning, and then managed to pick up five. I think it was five for one in a spell in the afternoon. Oh. Gus Atkinson looked very handy again, fresh off the back of his performance at Essex. He took I think it was five for 50 odd in the match. Um, looks a useful operator. And with Roach off at the end of the month and then Abbott off later in the summer, I think he'll be um, ahead of Laws and a couple of others to, to take that extra seamer role. Quick? Or is he just quite medium pace? Quick enough, yeah. Gets it through. Very nice. And then, yeah, I mean, that's the big collapse for Middlesex. And then no hundreds first innings, though. Um, Jamie Smith, another keeper. Is he a keeper? Yeah, another keeper, yeah, another Just good innings. match-winning innings at Warwickshire and essentially match-winning innings against Middlesex there. He'll play test cricket before Ben Folks does again. You heard it on Badger Watch first. That is brilliant. I mean... Because he plays for Surrey and you've got to play for Surrey to be considered these days. Unless you know well, then you're pretty unlucky. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Dan Lawrence. Well, Dan Lawrence. Yeah, we'll get on to that later, maybe. But that is, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty decent win, isn't it? I mean, of the other games in Division 1, I mean, Division 1 actually saw more results than Division 2. I mean, we'll skirt over Kent Hampshire, unless anyone thinks anyone deserves a big shout out there, because um, that was a quite a boring draw. And then... Um, Essex fell to, uh, I think, a very impressive-looking Warwickshire side. That is true. Yeah, I mean, there are thereabouts. It depends how much Test cricket Wokes plays because I think that makes a difference. But uh, Hassan Ali's had a bit to their bowling attack, and Chris Rushworth, obviously. Um, but perhaps concerningly, uh, from an England point of view, uh, the first Test is at Edgbaston, and the scoring's not been great at Edgbaston this year. There've been some. Uh, some quite spicy pitches. Maybe that is not a concern for England. Maybe that's a help. Um, the seamers have been uh, taking a lot of wickets and a lack of first innings runs for Essex and a very important uh, 50 from Hassan Ali at the back end of the Warwickshire innings. Um, meant they won what was a closer game than it probably ever should have been. Yeah, because I mean, they're all sort of 242. I mean, Essex's first innings 126 is probably where it was lost. I mean, are you concerned, Hugh, about the batting at Essex? Has it been generally a bit lower scoring or has that been par for the course for everyone, do you think? There's a lot of grumpy members about why we signed an overseas seamer when we've got Cook, Porter, Snater, Allison, the best spinner in the championship. Um, when we're not getting the returns from from the batters, Brown and Cook have had a a pretty slow start to the year. Brown, I think, has had more runs than Cook. 
Uh, Wesley's been the standout, but yeah. it's it's not it's not huge numbers we're talking. Um, Critchley's been okay, um, and Lawrence after a first hundred at Lords um, hasn't as as flattered to deceive. When you've got your wicket keeper at six, who at the moment's Mikey Pepper, who's a good player, but um, perhaps not quite the ilk of Rossington, it looks quite a short batting lineup with Harmer at seven. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Okay, so that is um, that's Essex done. I mean, Northamptonshire, Nottinghamshire. I think pretty much Nottinghamshire's bowling blew Northampton away, didn't it? Really? I mean, hundred fifty. batting though, isn't there? If Sam Whiteman doesn't score runs, no one does. Yep, I think you're not wrong there. Um... We haven't mentioned Nottinghamshire much. Do how do we feel about their chances? Because I think they they sort of gave not gave that win to Middlesex, but offered Middlesex a chance of a result at Lords um, second week in, which sort of set them at the, towards the bottom of the table. But they're a very handy bowling outfit. They've had Duckett, who they'll lose, but other than that, I can't think they're going to lose many people over the summer to international call up Broad, but they haven't had that much benefit from Broad. He's not won them any games. I, in a sense, they might be better off without him. Hutton's stepped up. I think they look a very good side. As you mentioned uh, in our little WhatsApp group, Stephen Mullaney's not really bold this year and nor has he scored runs. So with uh, a middle order of Slater, Clark, James, they, they could be there or thereabouts. Hamid, I think, looks continues to look a good player at county cricket. Yeah, I agree. I think also you've got a few options when Duckett goes to open the batting as well. I think Slater's done it before, hasn't he? Mullaney's done it before. So there's the, they don't really lose much. And then... Uh, Brett, well, Brett Hutton has sort of taken quite a few wickets this season. Um, I don't, has he gone under the radar there? Has he been a big player previously or just more of a squad player? I don't, I don't really remember him. That's not to say he hasn't done bits in the previous season. I seem to remember him doing a lot more in the One Day Cup last year than he did in the Championship because they had Josh Pattinson over, didn't they, last year? And Liam Pattinson-White was bowling a lot more overs yeah. last year. Wasn't it? Sorry? James Pattinson, wasn't it? Did I say Josh? The Hazelwood Pattinson combo. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. it's Foxy and it's noted. So I don't think he perhaps got the opportunities last year um, outside the One Day Cup, but no, he has gone under the radar and he's picked up a lot of wickets. Absolutely. Now there's a little bit going on in Somerset, Lancashire, on the old Twitter sphere. Hugh, you picked that up. What was the what was the story there? It was a as it was a lot of he said she said, um, but the uh, I suppose and perhaps unfortunately for Lancashire, it was started by their social media team. I imagine who um, on Twitter were were quite vocal in uh, calling out Somerset's uh, lack of ambition for trying to win that game, followed up by an interview with Glenn Chapel, who really stuck the knife in then. Um, and then all of a sudden the Somerset players started piping up saying that they'd offered them setting it up. But I, I, I'm of the opinion of the Lancashire team. I don't think you should be trying to force it to set it up. I think Somerset could have been a lot more positive throughout the match at how they played. Lamanby scored 70 of about 280 balls. Um, I haven't scored in front of me and I'll be corrected shortly for being a fox. But from, from memory, they didn't really ever look to try and uh, put pressure on in the game and uh, I think that's that's their detriment Jimmy Anderson bowled a great spell first up he bowled 16 overs but the rest of that Lancashire attack 
you could be a bit more positive against, I would have said. So a bit disappointing. Somerset on the on the fourth day didn't try and put their foot down a bit more. Yeah, so that's so basically Lancashire get three two six, Somerset sorry, Somerset get three six one, Lancashire reply with three two six, and then they Lancashire wanted Somerset basically to get on with it, declare, and then give them a bit of a target to have a go at. Is that what sort of they wanted? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that there's a lot of willingness from a lot of county sides. We mentioned Nottinghamshire against Middlesex earlier tonight. Yeah. Um, that with the current points regimes, you bet you might as well roll the dice and and, and, and try and uh, set up a win. But, you know, I look at Lambie, he got 38 and 78 off over um, 330 balls. Yeah. So he, he was striking at 30 for the whole match. I know he's your opening batter, but James Rue's got 100 off 240 in the first innings. They only they only got 360 off 120 in the first innings at threes. And in the second innings, um, I think when perhaps the bowling, the esteemed seam lineup of Wells, Croft, Vilas and Bell, and I say seam lineup because they were all bowling seamers, um, <laughs> Than their more normal spinners for Wells and Croft. Um, I think they got a bit of punishment, but it it is a bit of a shame. I think that Somerset weren't looking to be more more positive in that game. Yeah, I mean, I know Rue got two hundreds in 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 the in both innings or hundred in both innings. So that's I mean, really well done. It doesn't, it doesn't count. You're pl- you're batting against two wicket keepers. I was going to say that the most of these counts. First inning, I agree. Good hundred. Second Coming in at fifty for four against. Well, Anderson was still bowling at that point. Will Williams. Yeah. Stuck keeper mood. Very good innings. And yeah, Lancashire must be sick of the sight of him because I think he got a hundred and possibly a fifty in the reverse fixture two weeks ago or three weeks ago as well. So he's had a very good return against them this year. Um, moving on to Division Two. I mean, Gloucester again. First day rained out. I don't think they've got any. Play first day basically. I think that stat still still stands. I think they've only got twenty overs in their first day of cricket. So that was a pretty nondescript game to begin with. Um Leicestershire as well drew. Um again, I think quite a rain affected play. Rishi Patel, as I said earlier, doing pretty well. But then did anyone catch the Durham Yorkshire finale? Do you know what? I turned it on in the last over because I managed to I was looking at my phone, I think perhaps Howard said a a close finish and I watched Bryden Cars, who had been injured with a side strain costing me points come out and nick one to third man and watch as his runner, runner one uh, that's a tough one to speak after a glass of red uh, his runner ran two there you are and then they win win by one wicket I mean I don't know if that was quite manufactured um, in terms of both teams playing positively but I think that's great to see basically and Yorkshire in a bit of trouble, I think, aren't they? Um... I've got a Yorkshire stat, which I found remarkable. Uh, so they they haven't won in 18 first-class games, dating back to the very first game of last season when they put one over your whipping boys, Gloucestershire, Spen. Yeah. So it's, it's the longest win without, sorry, stretch without a win since 2008-2009. Wow. When they were 20 games. Every other side in the country has won a game since Yorkshire were last won a game. Even Leicestershire. Well, Leicestershire beat them, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) They're eighth in Division 2. And it goes back back to why did Ben Mike move, hey? Astonishing. (laughs) Why why did why did Oh, Sean Massoud go. Yeah. Because I mean, they've got the money, though. They're a big club still. 
Yeah, I think that goes under the radar, doesn't it? Because they're a big club. You don't really think about it. Massive. Should very easily have been different this week, Nick. I think Durham added 70 out for the last couple of wickets to get over the line there. Yeah. One wicket yeah, so. First um, win been back on the trail, but these are the yeah. fine margins in sport, aren't they? Is it easy to say things aren't a happy ship at Yorkshire because everything's gone on in the press, or have they just been a bit unlucky with weather, um, how they've played, how they haven't quite got over the line, and then it gets into your psyche? Um, you know, Chev, you've spent a bit more time in higher level sports than the rest of us, but does, does losing become a habit? And is that one of the issues they've got that they can't break? Uh, I think that's um, I think that's their biggest problem. I think there's um, uh, there's a few in there that haven't, uh, you know. I think they've recruited into a team, hoping to turn that around uh, and actually bring some positivity into that team with uh, the, the players that were brought in. And if you look at Masood, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny how he moved across and then ends up in this position. But at the same time, he came from from a team where around him, the, the, the vibe was much more positive and, and actually they grew into that season. Uh, so I'm not saying that that's why they recruited him and he's the only, uh, the only individual that could have changed that. But I think they were trying to bring some positivity into that club in general and especially into that first team. And for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out for them in the first few games. I mean, you can have a bad season like last year. And yes, the, the, the big issue then is that you, you want to see a positive result in the first couple of games, not in game five or six, because by then, last season is actually having an impact on your psyche again. If it's just the first couple of games and you get a win under your belt, you, you, you can forget about that previous season and actually really start building. So I think it's going to be very difficult for them going forward now. That said, I mean, they've got a week off. Uh, who knows what uh, comes next for them. But I think that T20 break will be good for them to just reset uh, their yeah. counties, basically. I think you're right. I think you probably, they didn't really want to face Durham, did they, now, in their, if they're looking to turn it around. Um, Durham are flying at the moment. I mean... You're right, Ben Rain got 50 with Matthew Potts at the end getting 25. I mean, Ben Rain's played a storm at that. But considering you named your team after Ben Rain, Ben, I think he's the third top point scorer in the game and you didn't pick him. He must yeah. be regretting that. I am regretting massively. Yeah, I'm really trying to find how I can fit him in and I can't. Well, well, this has got to be the week to get him in because Bryden Carlos is out for the foreseeable with a side strain. Matt, Matty Potts is in the England squad. Um, he's going to be bowling a lot of overs with um, uh, uppers, let's say. Neil Colleen's lad might get a game. You know, they're, 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 they're going to be calling on the depths of their second teamers to, to come and bolster, bolster the squads. Paul Coughlin will come back, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. I think Yorkshire is interesting. I think Durham would be thrilled to win that Northern derby, actually, wouldn't it? Um, I'm just- I'm just looking at the second division now, and Derbyshire surprised me. They're, they haven't won one. They've lost two, drawn three. They've got 37 points. They're second bottom, only four points more than Yorkshire. I would have said they'd had quite a good winter. Uh, they'd strengthened. Obviously, Shannon Massoud was a big loss for them last year, but Zach Chapel, a good signing. They just haven't really delivered. Yeah, they've been around their game. Yeah, do you think there's been a bit of weather around in their games as well that's not really helped them? Perhaps. Uh, you know, in the Arthur, they've got a great coach for, for this setup. And in Yorkshire, Otis Gibson, they've got arguably two of the 
most high pro- high profile coaches in Division Two, if not the two most high profile coaches yeah. in the in division. And they're they're occupying the two bottom spots. I would be surprised if they finish in those two bottom spots. There's my prediction for the year. I agree. I think Gloucestershire have got away with it with the weather. Um, so that's interesting. But in other big news today, actually, in fact, was a little squad that came out in respect to the England Test squad. Notably, as Howard pointed out in our WhatsApp group, only for Ireland. So let's not all get on our high horses just yet about who's in the Ashes squad. Um, Chev, what's the most surprising pick for you or omission or pick or both? Um, well, I think Zach Crawley still being there. I mean, if we're looking at county season, why is he there? Um, OK, who goes in instead of him based on county form? I don't think there's a good standout form, is there? No, but I mean, we've been talking about this Bears, though, who's also not done anything in those couple of games that he did play. But he... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think the key thing for me is that I'm still not... The whole folks thing, and I mean, we've spoken about this before, but I think it, it, it is a strange one that everyone acknowledges that he's basically the best keeper in the country. And for whatever reason, because you... I mean... People get a little bit carried away with basketball because it's worked for one season. Quite often what happens after one season is that other teams try to find out a way to to counter whatever tactics or whatever you're playing. Um, or in your case, maybe season half, actually, but it's, it's not going to be much more than that. Um, if you look at the number of games and who, and who they've played. Um, so I think, you know, to discard him now, I think it's a bit, um, yeah, uh, not, it's just not sensible in my view. And I think, so you're keeping players in if not who are slow sports, who have not done a huge amount or not even playing in the country. Uh, whereas there's ones that are supposedly fast scoring, attractive players who've also not done very much. And then you're leaving out a couple of bankers in my view. So... Uh, yeah, I'm not overly impressed, but at the same time, uh, it's only Ireland, right? That's that's what they're thinking. Well, is. yeah, even I mean, though it's going to be tricky to win that game if they um, they go all in. I want to focus on the bowlers specifically, but just to touch on the point of folks, Hugh, you've got a point, haven't you, that you actually don't think that folks has maybe helped himself this season, despite maybe some good form. I think he could have done more. Um, he missed a game with a back niggle. I don't know, he's, he's had a lot of tiny little niggly injuries where he's missed one game, one test match in his little career today. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having a real go on that. That I think is unfair to criticise someone for injuries. But, um, you know, he's, he knows his career, test career is on the line and he missed a game with, with a back niggle. Um, he then in the run chase or the potential run chase at Essex, he slid down the order when it could have been an opportunity for him to show his basball credentials, let's say, um, and instead let others. And I can be slightly more objective uh, than our pair of Surrey fans who have obviously got their brown tinted lenses on and can only see a world in which basically England should be playing a Surrey team. How can you be slightly more objective as the bitter old man who doesn't like to see folks joining Surrey? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, honestly, I want, I want Ben folks to do well. Um, sounds, like, sounds like it. Because then I can tell people at work I played against him when I was younger. I can say that. That's useful. Um, but I just, I have, I have my doubts about whether he's done everything he needs to 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 
secure the gloves. And I think Bairstow had the most astonishing summer last year with the bat. The, that incident on a golf tee, God knows how that really happened, but that incident on a golf tee, um, I think he's got enough credit in the bank to be picked in that side. It's then how do you get him in? And actually the guy keeps wicket to a good enough level. I mean, he might drop some chances this year that cost us the ashes, but his wicket keeping in test cricket's always been pretty good. Well, they, um, the stat is that folks with his keeping is 10 runs better than Bairstow. I think that was the stat, but that's not, that's not that just in buys. Is that just in buys or in dropped catches? I don't know. It's, Crick, it's Crickviz stats, so I, I'd have to double check that. But it's but it's you not. You filter it for brown sorry lenses, though, because I heard some real bitterness in Knights' response there. But it's not a it's not a big it's not a big impact, is what I'm saying. Ten runs isn't you know it's not huge, is it? My only question to throw back at our Essex member is: Would it have been fairer to name a squad that contained both Folks and Bearstow and leave Dan Lawrence out? on the basis that folks have batted better than Lawrence this year. And you can then say it's more about the balance of the side than to make a call as to we're going to discard folks now. And it's definitely going to be, especially now, definitely best over the gloves. And we're going to pick pick the batsman because I can't see any way in which Lawrence plays that first test. But, but are you not, as a leader and a decision maker, just kicking the can down the road there? If you're not going to, if he's not going to play because Bairstow is... I, I, I look. I appreciate your point. Lawrence scored 100 in the first game. He's not done a lot since. Um, seemingly, seemingly, if your face fits in the England setup right now, it matters more than what you do in county cricket. Joe Root is the best player we have. He, they don't care if he's not playing a county championship game before the start of the Ireland game. He's just going to get picked, obviously. Um, Zach Crawley has played all the county championship games. Scored one big hundred. Um, and has been picked. His face clearly fits. Mm. It's it's no longer just your numbers in county cricket. It's how how the vibes fit. It's it's Brendan in his sneakers. It's different. He's, yeah. he's sat on the balcony with a cup of tea. He's not scrolling through. He's not scrolling through the wisdom pages. He's not got live.nv play up looking at who's doing well in the county championship. He's just living for the moment. This England team is living for the moment, and we've got to just embrace it. He's yet to arrive through the country, so obviously he's not looking at any of it. He might be listening to Badger Watch. You never know. I doubt it, though. Um, well, I'll invite him on next time, but uh, I doubt it. Right, uh, let's... Let's move on to the bowlers, because I think the batters... I do think the batters, despite a lot of them not actually playing... Well, despite some of them not playing counter cricket, I do think the batters are a bit more sort of select themselves and playing in the IPL, etc. obviously is OK. But I actually think the bowlers... With Archer out, Anderson this week, groin strain. Um, I mean, are we are we looking okay with the bowlers? Are we are we worried about our depth in bowling? I mean, the other week I was saying that we've got a great battery of fast bowlers, but there's sort of a couple of injuries, and actually we're looking a little bit worried, are we? We've only got one speedster now, and that's Mark Wood, and he can't play all games, so we've lost Stone and Archer to have Stone that. Pace, but history shows against the Aussies in England, you don't need that pace to blow them away. What you'd rather have is pitchers the same colour as a packet of Walker's salt and vinegar crisps and a nice proud duke to nibble around. Is so, do, do we say let, let's look at this? If we're going, Robinson obviously has had an amazing start, so he plays 
Potts has also taken, I think, 28 wickets this season, so that's pretty decent. But then you have got Wokes and Mark Wood. Wokes hasn't set the world alight yet. Um, and then you've got Mark Wood as well. I mean, is there anyone else? For the, <laughs> for the sake of tape, um, he was just putting a packet of vinegar crisps in front of us on the camera. Um, is there, I mean, Howard, is there anyone else sort of next cab off the rank in the bowlers is there is there anyone in county cricket knocking the door down, do you think? I think it comes from those guys you mentioned because with Anderson, who's not in the squad, coming back into the fold, you've got a couple of reserve spaces there. Um, off the top of my head, can't think of anyone stand out, certainly not anyone that you'd want to put straight into a first Ashes test of the summer. Um, yeah. I think you go with experience and you go with reliability. Wokes offers that. You know what you're going to get from Wokes. Um, he'll be a steady performer. Broad will step it up when come the come the first test of the summer. He'll be he'll be on, won't he? Um, and then it's ideally, I think Mark Wood said at best he can really play three tests. It's a case of what what do we do when on the test that Wood isn't playing? Do you go with a sort of the samey same low eighty mile an hour attack, or is, are they going to be a bit braver than that? And I'll, I'll get accused of putting my, my brown-tinted spectacles on again, but Jamie Overton was out on the outfield warming up at the Oval this week. Whether he comes back in, Hugh has his head in his hands already. Oh. Uh, whether he comes back for an extra yard of pace, who knows? He didn't have an extra yard of pace when he played Test cricket. Mm. He, bowled, he bowled early 80s. It suddenly morphed into his brother when he was bowling. <clears throat> it, was like, it was like they swapped them around. It was like he was nervous. Like, oh, I don't want it, Craig either. He bowled a he bowled mid eighties. It wasn't it wasn't the gas we thought he was coming. And actually, it would have been one of the more unremarkable debuts we'd had if he didn't get get ninety five with the bat. I, I I take your point about the bowlers. And if we do have the flat pitches that Stokes has called for, I think English groundsmen are very good at creating flat pitches, but. With the weather we've had, they're not going to create quick pitches. No. There's absolutely no way in hell we're going to get pitches that fly through. Um, so I think I'll, I would rather see us have the old salt and vinegar crisp packet pitches than than flat dull pitches. I don't think our attack suits flat dull pitches. I personally think the whole Ashes, because I think we'll only see three tests from Anderson and Broad each tops. I think the whole test series revolves around how fit and how well Ollie Robinson bowls. I think he's the complete key to it. That's really interesting. Do you think then... Do you think then... Um, That's Ollie Robinson from Sussex, not Durham. Just yeah, to... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not Ollie Robinson, the keeper, getting runs and taking catches because Bairstow is going to be doing that for him. Um, so that's interesting. So do we think someone like Saki Mahmood needs to have a bit, of a bit of a good round next round? Do we think someone like, you know, is it completely out of the question that Chris Rushworth gets a little cool-up from, from Brendan McCullum? Is that completely out of the question? That would be lovely. That would be like Svengor and Eriksson picking Steve Claridge. It would be lovely. I think no one's going to get a loop. Well, one, we're talking about the Ireland game, so we're not talking about the rest of the summer. There's more championship games coming up in June, uh, July. So if anything, I think it's down, down to injuries, as you were saying, who's able to play how, how many games, whether they're looking at anyone else. So in all fairness, with uh, uh, setting aside some of the comments I made earlier, 
the early season wasn't necessarily about changing the squad an awful lot with picking brand completely new players that haven't been already in the force for quite some time. Yeah, they've never done that. Why would they do that now? So that's why Brandon can easily stay on the golf course because that was never going to change. But the it will be interesting to see what happens in uh, in June when hopefully by then quite a few players have got uh, plenty of games under the belt and they know a lot more about uh, potential injuries and, and who's going to drop out. Of the current list that they've got, I can't see those uh, bowlers putting the England team through the summer. Um, I think quite a few of them will either pick up and they will, won't be able to play as many games as you say. This could be the year where Broad and Emerson are not having the impact that they have had. Mm. Uh, all of a sudden, that that could instantly happen without warning. Big words, big words. I'm not saying it, does, it will, but it, I mean these things do tend to come uh, quick and fast. So I think uh, we underestimate the mental there. block. I think we underestimate the mental block the Aussies have with Anderson and Broad when that ball just starts wobbling. You know, they've got real scar tissue in this country from facing the moving ball from those two. Mm. Yeah, so, it's, so basically, is this, is this summary actually that the, the, the bowlers that we've got in that squad, Anderson, Broad, Potts, Robinson, Wokes, Wood, I don't think I'm missing one, Leach as well as our spinner. I don't think there's that many question marks over Leach. Do, are they, they're the sort of best battery of bowlers that we've got, do you think, in the Cavs Championship at the moment? They've all played, I think, apart from Wood. Um, I just wonder... We've seen many candidates to be bolters, to be to be someone who gets picked on the back of a really strong start of the season. Have we, you know, who are the top wicket takers at the moment? Ben Rain? Yeah. Hutton. Hutton. Rushworth obviously is very top. And then you've got Hammond Dolby, Chris Wright. Just the names don't work. The, 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 the faces don't fit. It's the same reason Zach Crawley's playing. You know, they're not in the boys' club. Their vibes aren't right, you know? Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking that with the because the Ashes, obviously, what is it? Uh, five games in what six or seven weeks, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, with that, looking at the bowlers and how we've been talking about them being injury prone or not, probably not being able to play all those games, there's going to be there's going to be trouble. I think yeah. in one or two of those games. Yeah, but the reason I have optimism for England for this series is Hazelwood's nursing an Achilles injury, Stark's record in England's average, and is Pat Cummins fit enough to play six tests in seven and a half weeks? He, he probably is. But it does put a strain on their attack. Boland to come in unproven in England. I'm not sure he's even come over here as an overseas player. Um, Nisa has bowled well this year and has got the ball moving. Um, Abbott has done all right for Surrey without blowing the world away. Obviously, Howard will disagree and say he's the best thing since sliced bread. Um, <laughs> so I have I have cause to be optimistic. Interesting. I like that. Very good. Very good. It's sort of the antithesis of, a, of the grumpy old English fan there, Hugh. I like it. Very good. The angle uh, was they'll be a bit shitter than us, I think, rather than we're good. But, oh, no, just don't get me wrong. Marvin Clapp-Chain's going to score 650 runs, Steve Smith 700, and uh, we'll be in the field for days. But, yeah, apart from that. So, yeah, I mean, I think for the Ireland test, I think I'm pretty like... So do we think that's a fair representation of our best players plus county championship form, do you think, that squad to begin with? As as well. There's many bowlers from county cricket thinking, oh, I've missed out there. Um, I've put a really strong case forward and I'm a bit disappointed that I've not been... Fair enough. 
Yeah, okay. Nice. I think we're happy. I think we're happy. And Potts, Potts at Durham, he's been expensive, but he's taken wickets. And that's, that's what the whole buy-in is for for Sir Brendan's um, basketball army, is you've got to try and take wickets. He fits that bill. Last question. Do we think Anderson doesn't have a niggle? Does Chris Wokes still get into that squad? No. Ooh, one at a time, Hugh. I think he's an overpaid drinks carrier in that squad. Oh, interesting. Chev, you don't think so either? No, I'm, I'm not convinced he makes that real impact in any test game, really. His record in England is phenomenal. It is. But he hasn't set this year up a light, has he, in terms of... He hasn't. I think, I think it would be a tough decision. If Anderson was pit, him or Potts, one of them would miss out and... For Ireland, not so fast. If we're going into an Ashes Test match, I think I'd be more inclined to go with Wokes than Potts. Yeah, I think with his record, I think having Wokes in there with Ireland is good to get some Test match overs under his belt. Maybe if he plays. Yeah. Cool. The batting never hurts him, does it? Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to this next round, are there any big changes that we're making, Chev? You got uh, your hand up? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I can get onto that later. I was just thinking we should really have a big shout out to the number one in our Bachelor Watch League, who oh, yeah? just broken the 10,000 point mark, um, which is clearly a little bit more than we got so far. Um, and uh, he's also up to fourth in the uh, overall table. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fusion Bank. He's almost a thousand points ahead at the top of the league. Yeah, he is. He is. Well, if you look nine... at the overall, the overall top, as in uh, uh, cricket 11 wide, he's, um, he's fourth overall. I'm also going to give a quick shout out to the team name of there's only two Ollie Robinsons because there are two and it really caught me out today. So that is quality from Mark B. Well done. Um, Mr. Fusion Banquet have a name. Mr. B. Private. Fusion Banquet is private. Private, sorry. Um, So, yeah. Mind you, someone who's got a team called Land of Hope and Glory is also named private. (laughs) I don't know how you change it. Settings and then show as private or hide display name, and you unclick hide display name, and you won't be private anymore. So if yeah. you're listening, you can I think you're. Uh, that would be good as a like a Andrew should use that as an explainer video. Actually, Hugh, on the FAQs. <laughs> Very well, good. Well, I'm going to have to pick your team though because I'm getting that wrong. Let's wrap it up with a few. Any changes this week for you, Hugh? I've got loads. Um, I've got five on buys, so I have to make some changes. I think I can broadly get around with some substitutions, um, but I'll probably be going in with 10 to avoid using any more of my precious trades with a a mid-season break coming up. So um, either Lyde or Mousley will stay and not play on their buy. I've got... Lavashane, who's facing the chop when he goes off to join the Aussies. I've got Nisa in the same boat. Bryden Carlson's got a side strain. Ben Sanderson's got a niggle. Zach Chappell's on a bye. I mean, uh, realistically, I'm bringing out the rear of the competition this year. I've had a howler. So uh, if you don't hear from me in future episodes, it's because I've given up and resigned. But um, yeah, I've got a lot of work to do. All right, Howard, what about your changes? Um, it'll depend a lot on selections, although I've got another naughty 10 o'clock work meeting on Thursday morning, which is really 
Oh, I've got in contact with you then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Ollie Pope will. I, I moved him to the bench last week when he wasn't named, but I've been assured by Surrey Twitter that he'll be back playing this week, so he'll come in. Thinking about getting Joe Weatherly from Hampshire in now that he seems to be picked ahead of uh, Felix Organ. Quite like him as a player. Um, and again, possible Simon Harmer time might be time for the Harmy Army. Uh, we'll see. Very good. Um, I'm going to stick with mine, and I think I'm just going to be subbing this week. I'm bringing in Henry Crockham for Connors, who's got Connors on a buy, and David Milan is on a buy, which means David Lloyd of Glamorgan, who's had a, not a great start, he's coming in. Uh, I'll have to wait with the actual squad announcements to see. Uh, That's very that's very contrarian. He's been subbed out on mass rather than brought in. What do you see there, Sven? Well, he got he's, he's on the bench. He's just bringing him in. Yeah, Sorry. he's stepping in. He's only got 108 points last last round. It you know wasn't the worst. Um, yeah. Reading chasing down 80 though, wasn't it? No. Pressure. Yeah, but I'm I'm going to wait till the squads are announced. I think until I do. But that's all I'm doing for the moment. Captain TBD. Chev changes. Yeah, I'm not sure yet because um, I, I probably want to just sit it out a little bit this week. Um, what we're doing and copy us. Is that what you've been doing the last few weeks? Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, no, I think, um, well, the, the obvious one, I've got one on the buy who was at, so I'm bringing Gregory back in because uh, uh, he wasn't by last week, I think. Or was it selected or was it, is he injured? Does anyone know? Or was uh, it just, just tested? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm bringing him back in, and I think I may want to make one more change and then just take the hit of a few buys um, uh, for this week. Um, not sure about Wayne Matson whether he's going to stick around for much longer. Yeah. Um, Where's he going? Where's he going? Uh, well, uh, out of my team. Uh, I don't know where else he's going. But, Sorry, I thought you were saying you're not sure he's going to stick around as if he was leaving Derbyshire. I thought you had some high-quality Badger intel for it. Yeah, that would have been amazing, but no, I was just thinking that um, he's not really bringing what I was expecting. To be fair, none of the badgers that I've had for the last couple of weeks have done much, so it was a low scoring round. I'm not sure. So, yeah, I'm on the fence in that sense. I'm not sure which one is going to go, but I think... I need to be a bit careful with my trades, so I'm, I probably um, get rid of one player and then uh, leave it at that for that week, and then probably play with like nine. Around the, round the teams, how many trades have we all got left? Because I think I have got. I'm on eighteen left, so I've used ten. Seventeen left for me. What does season trades remaining? That is what. How many remaining? I've got twenty. Twenty remaining. I've got 14. Wouldn't come as a surprise. 14? Oh, it's good to know that. That makes it's me feel been, yeah, been busy. Because you always get stuffed at the back end when you get stuck with people who disappear for the end of the season. Yeah, so. I had a late charge on Chef last season because he didn't have any subs. Yeah, so I think I'll be fine this time around because I'm just going to keep it quiet halfway through. So the June-July window should be relatively quiet. That's I don't need... competition's quiet. I don't really need to make any changes because of internationals so far. So I think it's, fingers crossed, that stay, it stays that way. Uh, but yeah, so I think that would be um, 
uh, the one where I'm hoping to just slow down on trades. But you only need one or two a week from now on, so it's not really that big a deal. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Often this week, there's teams missing this week, but then there's only like one or two teams ever on a buy after this until until one naughty week in September when half the half the competition is out. Yeah, right. Should we wrap it up there? I think that's a nice little discussion for everyone. Um, Yeah, thank you very much for listening to episode six of Badger Watch. This is an unspun cricket production, and uh, we'll be with you next week. I hope Hugh might not be. We don't know yet. We'll speak to you later.